How free would you be if you didn't have anything to prove? Yeah. To anybody. How free would you be if you fully accepted yourself right now? Well, I'm a sinner and all this. Okay. How free would you be if you learned to love what Jesus loves? And let me help you. He loves you Mm -hmm. as you are, not as you should be. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Chad Moore sitting here with me, Robert Watson, talking about how to enjoy your life. And today, specifically, we're going to talk about identity. What does identity, Chad, have to do with enjoying one's life? If you're always trying to prove yourself, if you don't know who you are, if you are an approval addict, You will be deeply insecure. Mm -hmm. You will always be exhausted. Mm -hmm. And you will never rest into the stable reality that is necessary for true joy, regardless of circumstances. So identity is really, really massive because identity is foundational. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a time in your life that you've been working really hard to try and prove yourself to somebody? And what was that? And who who were you trying to prove yourself to? Oh, absolutely. I didn't know you were going to ask me that. I'm going to have to think. Other than today. I'm saying let's go further back in (laughs) in the past. It's easier to talk about those things. Yeah. uh, I still do that today on on occasion. Um, Well, well, let's let's go with this. So I'll just let everybody know right now what it's like to walk into a room of pastors. (laughs) Okay. So we'll go back. How old am I? I'm 48. We'll go back to when, uh, how old are you? You're 38. 38. We'll go back to when I'm like 35. Okay. So the church is growing. We're like one of the fastest growing churches in America. Um, it, <laughs> you want, you guys, since I just mentioned that, you, you mean, I'm just going to tell her, right? You want to hear something really silly about pastors? There's, I won't even say the name of the magazine. There's a name of a magazine that every year, it, it lists the hundred fastest growing churches in America. The hundred largest and then the hundred fastest The hundred growing. largest yep. and, and, the, and the hundred fastest. And there's a fold out <laughs> of the list. So I call it pastor porn. Yeah. So it's like you get the magazine, it's right? It's a calendar of all and, the lead pastors and, of the 12. And you're, you're, you're unfolding it, <laughs> right? And you're like, where, where, where am I on, yep. on, on the list? That's how insecure and dumb... All right. I'm speaking for pastors now. I'm one of them. So I'm talking about myself. That's how insecure and dumb we are. Um, And we all want to know where we're at on the list. That's exactly right. And where everybody else is on the list. That's dumb. I, I, two years ago, I don't even know if you know this, Robert. uh, I stopped reporting her numbers to that magazine. Yeah. Because I'm I'm like, I'm I'm not playing this game. I, this is, this is ridiculous. So I'm like 35 years old. Uh, We're on the list. And uh, I'm the I'm the preaching pastor, so I'm the guy that talks most of the time. So I'm not the sole lead guy at the time. Uh, I was ministering with Scott Rideout and you and the rest of the staff. But I was preaching most of the time. And um, I walk into this room of other pastors of fast-growing churches. And I just felt the need to prove myself mm-hmm. everywhere I went. I hated those meetings. Yeah. And, and as much as I didn't want to play that game, I felt like I had to play the game and and, and prove myself. Now, now what's nice is, right, at, at this point, I'm 48, and I walk into the room, and I don't have anything to prove. Like, I've just yeah. gotten over it. Yep. And, you know, younger guys are trying to prove themselves to me, and I'm just putting my arm around. I'm going, dude, I don't care. 
It's what, all right. What is it that creates that? Because that is what you are describing is so common. Of and I, I don't think it's just pastors. I, th- I think you pick any industry you want. And, Absolutely. And, and people walk in a room together, and it's I got to prove my worth. I got to prove my value. I got to prove my skills. I got to prove why you know. Why do we buy things we can't afford with money we don't have to impress people we don't know? Why do we do that? It's an identity issue. It's an insecure issue. An issue of insecurity. It's it's. I'm I'm trying to paint a picture of myself that you will approve of, that you will affirm, that 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 you will like. We're we're all great big junior high kids mm-hmm. who are walking into the lunchroom not knowing anybody, yeah. hoping somebody will sit with us. Yeah, last last night. It's real hard to enjoy your life when you're like that. Last last night we had a there's an awards assembly thing for... Uh, I, I, I got to add one more thing and tell your story. And all of you who right now you're thinking, I don't care what anybody thinks. Okay, you're the you, worst. You care the most. The fact that you have to say that to yourself yeah. means you got a problem. Yeah. So I just wanted to pick on you. I love you. Hopefully this podcast will help you. Go ahead, Robert. <laughs> you just did a good job painting and masking over it, but yeah, yeah it's there. Yeah, yeah. So so last night, Lindsay and I were at a, at a junior high school. Our son got an award for getting good grades or whatever. And, uh, and we're sitting there and they're all spaced out, but it's before the thing starts. And I'm watching... You have the little pockets of like the popular junior hires, and then you have the ones kind of sitting awkwardly. And I'm, I'm just all of a sudden I'm back in that that world again. And I lean over to Lindsay. I go, "Do you remember how awful junior high was? It was terrible." <laughs> and I'm just I'm seeing it, and nothing's changed. It, in fact, if anything, it's just been heightened by social media and, and connectedness through technology. Yeah, yeah. But but we are all a bunch of big junior hires. It it is that way when I'm with a group of pastors. It it is that way when I'm. Uh, with a group of adults at a party. I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. They don't know anybody. Everybody's posturing. It's that it's, way it's, with a complete stranger on an airplane sitting next to somebody and they strike up conversation. And now I got to prove why I'm an important person sitting next to you. 100%. Um, just think about our society. So I'm going to pick on myself a little bit mm-hmm. on this one. Why, why would we pay four times the price for a shirt with a symbol on it mm-hmm. that is made out of the same material, the exact same material of another shirt, the same color, the same cut, the same quality, but because it has the symbol on it, I'm yeah. willing to pay four times as much. What's that about? That's about identity. Yeah. And really good marketing. <laughs> well, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, but the marketing yeah. is wrapped around what? It is. It, it, it's, it's tying into the human psyche, our desire to be approved and all of that. If, if you think about... If for a brief second, you get an advertisement on your phone or on a commercial, pause for a second and ask yourself the question, what is it they're really trying to say? Be beautiful. That's right. Be loved. This Be car admired. gets you this. That's this right. shirt gets you, th- whatever it is, gets you something. And, and we're chasing after all of these things. And it's all things that in society's eyes would go, oh, that puts you a, a step higher than me. That yeah. puts you at this next tier, next level. And everybody's playing this hierarchy game of where do I stack? Where do I rank in this thing? Um, How free would you be? That's right. How free would you be? I'm going to ask it one more time. I'm preaching a little bit. How free would you be if you didn't have anything to prove? Yeah. To anybody? How free would you be if you fully accepted yourself right now? Well, I'm a sinner and all this. Okay. How free would you be if you learned to love what Jesus loves? And let me help you. He loves you Mm -hmm. as you are, not as you should be. Now we need to fight our sin. We need to fight temptation. We've all got places to grow, Mm -hmm. right? But how free would you be if you can learn to love what Jesus loves and he loves you? Yeah. I, uh, 
This is something, dude, I wrestled with. I'm going to go all the way there. Um, a lot of us, where does that come from? It, it comes from our family of origin. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes from, I'm going to use this term that might, this might be new for some of us. Uh, it comes from a father wound. Mm-hmm. Uh, our dads didn't tell us they were proud of us. They didn't affirm us. Uh, maybe they weren't even there. Uh, or, or we had a mom that, you know, was a perfectionist and it was never good enough. There's, there's all kinds of things within the realm of the human condition that cause us to be this way. Mm-hmm. But God has something better for us. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about how to enjoy your life. It's real hard to enjoy your life when you're emotionally unstable and insecure. Mm-hmm. Joy is built on a firm foundation. Yeah. Well, and that firm foundation it's counterintuitive often. It's not what you naturally think is going to fulfill. It's not what you naturally think you're going to build your life on. And that's going to be the answer. Again, we're marketed to, it's all these other things. Our own broken human desires tell us it's if you chase after these things. Uh, Jesus is having a conversation with his disciples and it's right after Jesus says, I'm going to go to the cross, by the way. Like this is, this, this, this is the end game. I know where you're going. That's why I'm laughing. The cross is not funny at all. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, but immediately the after, context of this story is funny. Immediately after, they're like, cross. Okay, okay. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. We know you're going to go <laughs> die and people are going to spit on you and beat you and all that. But Jesus. Jesus. Who, who's like your favorite out of all of us? <laughs> like who's, who, who gets to be at the right? Who gets to be like, which, which one of us? That is totally how it went down. Robert's not making this up. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> And I, I can almost, I can almost picture Jesus's face of like, are you kidding me? Are you freaking <laughs> kidding me right now? I mean, yeah. That, this is where your, your, your mind, your hearts go. And, and then Jesus. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, the cross, whatever. Who's your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my kids do that with me all the time. Dad, I, this is a side. I always tell my kids, my grandma used to do this with me. So I'm just paying it forward. I always uh, take them one at a time. Hey, Emma, don't tell anyone, but you're my favorite. And then she goes, oh, I won't tell anyone. And then I'll, I'll pull Corbin aside. Hey, Corbin. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. But you're my favorite. And I do the same with Gabe. And then they start talking. Hey, Dad. Corbin said, I, I told you not to tell anyone. Anyhow. <laughs> so the disciples are playing Boy, it. A second. <laughs> so one time I'm sitting next to Jackson. We got our feet in the pool. Uh-huh. And we're sitting on the side talking. He's like five. Mm-hmm. He's 12 now, so it's been a while. And he's like, he asked me the question, Dad, who's, who's, who's your favorite? You know, is it, is it Josh? Is it Charlie? That's our dog. Or is it me? Or is it me? Or is it me? Or is it me? <laughs> kind, kind of thing. Or is it mom? He threw mom in there. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, well, Jackson, you know, I said, I, I have favorite things about all of you. You know, I'm, I'm being all political. Correct about <laughs> it. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, but you know, I love you very much. And yeah, this is some of my favorite things about you. I'm kind of doing that. And he's like, okay. Of course, he first was, you got to pick one. You got to pick one. I'm like, no, I don't. So it's quiet for a little bit after this conversation. And I go, Jackson, who's your favorite? Without missing a beat. I'm like, Jackson, who's your favorite? Mom. <laughs> and even, I'm like, dude, you want to think about it? And he's like, no, it's mom. I go, but you're, you're number two, dad. You're, you're, you're the second one. Yeah. I'm like, all right. That's good. So Jesus is with his disciples. They're playing the who's your favorite Jesus game. And, and then Jesus, he, he kind of paints this broad picture of exactly what we're talking about. He says the, the Gentiles love to lord it over each other. They love to, where do I stack? Where do I rank? Do this comparison thing. 
And then he looks at his disciples and he says, it's not going to be that way with you. In fact, if any of you want to be great, here's what you do. You serve. He says, I'm going to, this whole staircase, ladder, hierarchy, whatever. Jesus said, I'm going to knock this whole thing over. And we're just going to be at the bottom and we're going to be here to serve people. And that's what greatness is in my kingdom. Yeah. And he just blows up that whole system. And and you see throughout scripture that stop trying to prove yourself to people. Stop trying to please men. Instead, please God, serve people, be confident in who God says you are Mm -hmm. and who your true identity actually is and lead from that place. And it is so freeing to get off of this ladder thing that we're all trying to climb. And it's like crabs in a pot trying to pull each other down from getting out. And it's just, it, it just kills the fabric of relationships as opposed to going, Oh, I'm great in God's kingdom. Cause I'm going to choose to serve instead of playing yeah. this game. Yeah. That the hard part of that lesson of, of really learning to um, be at peace with who you are, really learning your true identity. So what's my true identity? Here's your true identity. You're a child of God. That's, that's the only thing that's never going to change, by the way. Mm-hmm. Everything else is up for grabs. Mm-hmm. If you're like, wait a minute, no, I'm a husband. Well, your wife could make some bad decisions mm-hmm. uh, or something could happen to her mm-hmm. and she could graduate and go to heaven. And you weren't expecting that. Does that change who you are? Well, I'm this. Well, I'm that. Anything in life is up for grabs except for this forever truth that you're a child of God. So that's the truth. And a bunch of us right now are going, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah. Okay. Here's, here's the problem with the conversation you and I are having, Robert. The problem is what is actually required for us to learn the reality of that's who we are. Mm-hmm. The problem is what's required to learn that. Which begs the question, what is it, right? We usually don't learn the reality of the peace that we have, the peace that we rest in, the joy that grows out of the reality that we're a child of God. We usually don't get there without a whole lot of pain. Yeah. Until all those other things start getting stripped away that we've tried putting our identity in and we're left with nothing. You don't. Realize that Jesus is all you need mm-hmm. until Jesus is all you have. I uh, so this is, there's lots of really negative things I could say about my experience with this, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm going to give a good one because this was affirming to me spiritually. I, I'm in one of these meetings. This is like two years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a bunch of pastors there, and uh, all big churches. Uh, some of the names you would know uh, if if you know the church world. And um, I'm just sitting in this chair. Um, I think I kind of got my legs crossed. I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt. And we were all coming together to talk about something. And kind of a big, well-known name guy came over and sat next to me. And he goes, what's up with you? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, you don't seem to care. About any of these people in here. And he didn't mean it in a negative way. He meant like, how come you're not up talking about how big your church is or trying to prove something or whatever? I just kind of shrugged. I'm like, dude, I'm over it. <laughs> and he like reaches over and puts his arm around me. And he goes, you're the most peaceful mega church pastor I've ever met. And I looked at him and said, I've never loved anyone more than I love you in this moment. <laughs> right. And I'm like, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. that, that is, that is the, 
biggest compliment uh, that you could ever give me. And he was like, why? And I said, well, let me just tell you the journey I've been on, Mm -hmm. you know? And I told him about the conversation I had with Katrina and I told him about being stressed out and I told him about having to go see counselors, you know, and all the things I could talk about in this Mm -hmm. podcast. And he said, how do you think you got there? And I go, well, there was a season when my marriage fell apart. Let me tell you about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there, there was a season when I was totally uh, stressed out and bent and didn't know what to do. I just kind of lost it. Let me, let me tell you about that. And, and yeah, as a I'm, season where financially things just went upside down for oh, you. Oh, gosh. Housing market yep. fell apart. I would preach to thousands of people on the weekend and then go clean offices to yep. earn money to, to make, you know, Pay to make bills. things meet. Yeah. Um, and I realized in that moment, talking to this big name pastor guy, the Bible's true. (laughs) (laughs) Lo and behold. That in your times of trouble, Mm -hmm. James says, in your times of pain and suffering, rejoice. Mm -hmm. Because God's doing a work in you Mm -hmm. if you let him. And sometimes when God strips away, to your point, all the things that you find your identity in, you land in this really soft spot of his love and mercy and grace and, and truth that I'm a child of God and I actually don't have anything to prove and I only have one to please mm-hmm. and that's him. And he's pleased with me. He's not pleased with me because I'm good. He's pleased with me because he's good. He loves me because I got Jesus in me. And so let's learn to love what God loves and he loves me and he loves you. And you can love what God loves by learning to love yourself Mm -hmm. and accept the peace and the joy and the fruit of the spirit that resides in you and in through the person of Jesus. I mean, it's, it's this beautiful landing spot, but man, a lot has to get stripped away to get there. And it's painful. Anytime somebody says, Hey, I really want to grow in my faith. What has to happen? I'm like, pain, (laughs) pain has to happen. But, but the Bible's true because if, if you, if you learn the lesson because you don't know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. When you begin to learn that, man, there's a whole lot of stupid stuff that just goes away. Yeah. If, if, if I were to take this idea of what, what you're talking about, and, and I understand this way more intellectually than I do experientially, so I'm just going to say that out loud here. Um, but what we're talking about is trying to, to find satisfaction with our lives. And, and the problem is within all of us, anybody who's listening to this, we have desires that are infinite. There, there is no end to desires and, and they're not all good. But I still haven't found <laughs> That's exactly what right. I'm looking for. All right. So how do, you, how do you finally find satisfaction? Well, you could get everything. Everything there is that this world has to offer. Experience everything there is to experience. Get all the awards, all the accolades, all of that. You, you could do that. But even then, you're going to find out there's still more desires that you didn't even know you had. And, and it just goes on and on and on for infinity. Or you get to know this infinite God who ultimately is the only one who could meet those desires, which God, by the way, some of those desires are placed there by God who created you Absolutely. at a soul level. And, and some of them, yeah, they're fleshly desires and all, all of that. But at the, at the depths of who we are, the reason we're not satisfied is we keep thinking, if I just chase after this other thing, if I just get that thing, then I'll experience satisfaction. You get there, it's not it. So then you see the next hill and you go, I'm going to take that hill. And you spend your whole life doing that. Or you wake up to the reality that there's only one who could meet those deep desires of your soul. Yeah. And it's the infinite God who loves you to Chad's point. So right now, um, some of you who are listening, you are 
in a time in your life where you are in the midst of pain. Uh, you're a follower of Jesus. You've given your life to him. And things are hard. And so somebody like me says, oh, I got a compliment from a big church pastor, you know, because I got peace. And you're like, what does that guy know? Um, I, I'll just tell you, I've walked through some <laughs> horrifically painful things. Okay. Um, so let me just speak from some experience there. There's a blessing in pain if you'll receive it. And one of the blessings of pain is all the little idols in your life start to get stripped away. Uh, for some people, it's their health. We don't realize how much we worship our health till it goes away. Mm -hmm. uh, for some, it's our spouse. For some, it's our kids. For some, it's our job. For some, it's our money. Um, when we're in painful times, it allows us to look at God differently. When you're down on your back, the only way you can look is up. And in that looking up, there's an opportunity to receive the love, the mercy, the grace, the truth, the reality of what Robert was talking about a moment ago, of an infinite God with infinite love, with infinite satisfaction, with infinite contentment, with infinite joy, with infinite peace for your soul. There's an opportunity to receive him in another way that otherwise wouldn't have been possible without the pain. And so... Um, that might not be emotionally satisfying for you today, mm -hmm. but it's true. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll tell you, if you'll just stay in it and persevere, um, God will do a work in your soul that otherwise would not, would not be possible. Um, I think I'm still learning who I am in Jesus. I, I think I'll, I'll be learning that for all eternity. But there's a peace that he's given me that I would not have apart from the pain. Mm -hmm. It was necessary. And I think that's true for all of us. Mm -hmm. This is a hard truth. As we wrap up this conversation, Chad, can you, uh, can you take a moment and just pray for whoever's listening that's going through that season of pain, uh, maybe, maybe dealing with exactly what you're talking about? And, and would, you, would you pray for them specifically? Absolutely. Let's pray. Maybe right where you are, if you're not driving in your car, if you're at a place where you can just um, maybe turn your palms up and even close your eyes, let's, let's pray together. Come Holy Spirit. Fill us now with your peace. the peace that passes all understanding, a peace that doesn't make sense, the supernatural peace of heaven that is your presence. Holy Spirit, fill us. And especially those who in this moment are in a time of pain. There's doubt, there's frustration, there's anger at, at God. Give us wisdom to know that you understand and that you love us right where we are. And may we persevere in the midst of the pain and in the trials so that we might further experience the joy of your peace.
We thank you in this moment that all things work for the good, for those who love you and are called according to your purpose. And so teach us, change us, as your word says in this moment of pain, refine us so that we might come forth as pure gold. Work on our character so that your joy may truly become our strength. Teach us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.